Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the 1-106 of the Second Photography Podcast. You may remember Ben from older episodes and he's joining us today. And Ben, sadly for me, but probably positively for him, moved away to another country. We did plan to keep in touch and we did plan to keep going and do various things, but I think life got in the way. Would you agree with that, Ben? Definitely. Um, well, first of all, um, hello, it's good to be back again. Yeah, apologies for, as I said, the delay in doing this podcast. You are right, things get in the way. Moving country was a lot more hectic than I thought it would be, because I'm uh, working and started German school as well. So unfortunately, things got put to the back of my mind whilst rewriting it in German. I actually wasn't going to give away what country Ben had moved to, but there's probably only two countries in the world where you might need to learn German. I'll say no more on that. Before we start, I just want to say this episode is sponsored by purpleport.com. Before Ben left, we set each other a challenge that we would do because we, we knew we were going to take a break for a bit. So we set each other a challenge. So this episode is, is really just called Challenge. So I set Ben the challenge of doing some street photography in his new environment and location so that I could see what it's like. Ben typically did work with models, did composite, did a lot of green screen, but had never really done any street photography. So I set him that challenge. Ben, what challenge did you set me? It was for a green screen composite, which I believe you weren't exactly familiar with. Well, not uh, used to doing. I'd actually done green screen for video quite successfully. It's fiddly green screen for video, but my heart sunk when you said green screen because while it's not that difficult, I had incredible difficulty getting a model. In fact, I couldn't really get a model. I thought I'll get, a, I'll do a cosplay thing against a green screen, and I knew there were other ways of doing it. For example, you could do blue screen. You could do green screen you can do it against white you can do it against black yeah any any stark color really yeah that's different to the skin color or what someone is wearing so if someone's wearing like a blue suit you're probably not going to do blue screen because it'll just be their head but yeah any color different to what you're trying to isolate i had real difficulty because a few models cancelled on me things didn't go my way and in the end i thought i'll i'll do it against black but at the time because it was so hot I was doing um, outdoor shoots, but I came up with a way to do it. And we'll talk about that now. So, Ben, you can see my screen, can't you? I can indeed, yes. I worked with this model. This was the Bank Holiday Weekend. So for those not familiar with the Bank Holiday Weekend in the UK, it's it was May Day weekend. It was incredibly warm, humid and hot. And this was probably in the evenings. This was Sunday. You can see here, this bit's illuminated. And the reason it's illuminated, if I scroll through my images, oh, this is a perfect one. I got these soft boxes. So these are soft strip boxes. And there's a company called Round Flash who made the sort of large pop-up round flash that you put on your camera and on your flash and there are loads of imitations now you know you can buy them for 16 pounds so it's a company in Poland and they do a really good job and they've made a beauty dish and they came out with this strip box which is amazing because it folds up into a bag it takes up no no size you just attach it to a lighting pole and you put your flash in the bottom and it's got it's a strip light with a grid inside fantastic but they were quite expensive they're about 64 pounds and if you're going to use strip lights, you need two. So I bought some cheap Chinese alternatives. And I think they were £25 each. So for less than one of the original, I got two things. So I set them up next to the model with flashes in. You have to get quite close to the model. And the idea was I was going to shoot with high speed sync. And because it was late in the day, I would 
black out the whole background. Now, that was the plan. That worked really well for one of the flashes. The other flash wouldn't pl wouldn't play ball for some reason. They were both high-speed sync flashes. I was using high-speed triggers. I shouldn't have had a problem, but lo and behold, I did. So this is my first image, underexposed, because I'm shooting at 1,250th of a second at f2.8, ISO 50, so I really lowered things to get a black background. You can see here, one of them's firing, but I don't think the other one's firing. Firing this side, not firing that side. You can see me scratching my head, checking things, going through it again. Oh, look, one fires, one doesn't. One fires, one doesn't. One fires, one doesn't. In the end, I gave up. I just used one flash. I'm just going to reset this. I'm just taking the edits off, basically. This was what I got shooting at one five hundredth of a second with flash. I illuminated the person, illuminated the model enough that if I black out the background, which is like a green leafy background, I can get her isolated. So this is what I did. Then I turned it black and white. Then I think I did some editing. This was my final image. So I've got a black background. I've got the model illuminated. This is what it's like in color, but I preferred it in black and white, interestingly. So then are you familiar with using layer blending mode of screen, Ben? Yep. So I thought, ah, oh, if I use screen, I can work with the black background. So I found this image on a free stock website which was actually a color image and was sort of this uh, sort of had a matrix look in its white balance of sort of a, a, a dull, everything had a dull greenness to it, like it does in, in the film, The Matrix and its subsequent sequels. I put this person in and I selected screen and then I put another, another layer on of her. And then I started sort of brushing it in with layer masks and the background I lowered in sort of I made it more dark so that it fitted in. So, and the only problem really is because I rushed it as well, we get this bit here. Can you see that? That wouldn't matter if the background was dark. So it doesn't matter against the dark background. So you can see here, I haven't quite got a good fix here. And here it's where I haven't done a particularly good job masking in. I was actually doing this really quickly. If I had more and here as well, if I had more time, I would have done a better job masking and here as well. Round here as well isn't particularly brilliant. So round the edges of her body, this section that I didn't mask in particularly well was over here in the really dark section. It wouldn't matter. You won't be able to notice it against black. So that's what I've done. And I put, I much preferred it in black and white, but I did manage to get a green screen S composite done in the time. And, and this is the result. So talk me through your critique of it. Uh, was that no, all done in Lightroom? it was Lightroom? done in Photoshop. So let me just go back to that image I got in Lightroom. So everything here was done in Lightroom. All editing, all sort of skin correction and everything was done in Lightroom. And then I exported a Photoshop. CS3 is what I'm using. And I put the background in the back and I did the blending and masking in Photoshop. For a uh, for rushing it, like you said, and um, and with the the faulty lighting that you uh, the strip light that you used, um, it's certainly not bad. My main critique is the mo the model compared to the background. The background does appear like quite stark and contrasty, where model I don't know the greys seem a bit I'd say or sort of dull. Yeah, that with composites, that's easily one of the main things because obviously you have to light the model well, but you also have to think like try and imagine 
what the lighting is going to be like when it comes to editing and that could be in yeah, a day a week right. a month I think the the contrast is often and i i did adjust the contrast in photoshop of the background because it wasn't quite dark enough so i tried to make my background dark enough but leave enough bits in but yeah no i think you're right it's almost like the lighting is off really where the skyscraper towards the background where it juts out at a right angle you can see there's sort of like a less than 45 degree shadow from the other building it looks like it's if it was illuminated but by the sun it would definitely be from the so very for high top people left at home who clearly can't see what we're talking about have to rely on my my wishful words the background is looking down a street in a city and it has a man at the end walking towards us so you've got skyscrapers on the right skyscrapers on the left those are quite dark and you've got what i would say is a dark sky but it actually is that that is the lightest part of the scene so it's all quite high contrast you could say it had a high clarity as well but the model doesn't the model is also side lit due to the challenges i had she's lit from one side She's not lit from the front. In the background image, I'd say it's backlit. Yeah. Well, if you flip the model, then the uh, shadow position would match the background image. Isn't it? Um, No. Well, other than like the 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 bleed at the edge, like you said, but you've already picked up on that. But no, nothing other than that. I think, like you said, the the rush time and the the strip light not working. I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Done yeah, that's where the light is coming in, and you can tell really by the pool of light here. So it it's the light you're getting here down the bottom of the image that sort of gave me the clue of where it's being illuminated from. The foreground and the background, I suppose, don't match in terms of lighting. So the shadows are being cast from camera right to camera left, whereas they should be being cast from back to front, really, if we were being accurate. Um, right, any other critique? Probably make the model image a bit smaller and then possibly crop the the image a bit tighter to the background because the background does give a huge like um, uh, like scale because you've obviously got the skyscrapers and that tiny man in the background and then this giant woman right in front of the camera. I would also blend uh, blur the background as well, remove that man possibly lighten parts of the background image as well. What type of things could I do to make it look realistic? Put some noise over both layers, do you think? What could I do to make it look more realistic? We've talked about shadows and lighting. Any other tricks to make it look more realistic? I'd have a play with the model. Um, like you mentioned, bring the contrast, try and make it a bit, bit starker, but keep the realism and try and match the background the as much as possible. In, in Lightroom as well. Yep, so remove the man. Give, I did think about giving it a blur because, yeah, it wouldn't be in such sharp focus as the foreground. But I think due to time, I forgot. And rushing, I forgot. Anything else, to be fair to the model, I don't think she knew where she would end up in this Matrix-style city. I don't think she was aware of that. I did try and describe what I was doing. Right, so give me a score out of 10, please. Be honest. The For product, everything yeah. altogether? The end product. Um, I would have to say maybe Let's go a, with a 3, three or a 4. Then. Let's keep it fair. Can I see your images now? So just to recap for our listeners, Ben was tasked with doing street photography, something he's never done before in a German-speaking country. Obviously doing street photography. I have bought myself a new camera, well, as I knew, secondhand of Canon 5D Mark II, which I've wanted a, a new choice. camera for did a while. Did you get that with a mind for video or did you get that for stills or are you looking at both? 
I think mainly for stills, but video quality on it is brilliant as well. Me being um, silly and not checking, didn't realise that hardly any of my lenses would fit because my other camera is a 650D. So if you are buying a new camera, Ben check had that your mostly lenses EFS lenses, which are Canon's lenses, really for the APS-C bodies, like your your 650D, your 80D, yeah, which of course don't fit the full EF range. Yeah, so the only lens that fits um, is my 50 mil lens. For street photography, um, I think you kind of need a zoom lens for that, so you can get people without being too in their face. So um, what I've done is I've got a model to pose for me, but she is out on the street. So technically it is street photography, but that's not something I've really done before anyway, like taking photos on the street or taking photos of models on the street. And also there was like a crowded pub right in front of where we were taking photos. I, I would have chosen, if possible, I'd have liked somewhere isolated, but that was the best place, I think. So I'll show you the pictures. Yeah, that's really Can good. you see that fully? So she's uh, a young 18-year-old um, Vietnamese cosplayer who lives in Hanover, and she's got a massive selection of wigs and costumes and uh, contact lenses. She's, for her age, she's surprisingly good. Um, it's the second shoot I've done with her. I've done another one in the fantasy shoot in the forest, which I still need to edit, but that's going to be a lot of It looks like it was taken at night, and you've got the model leaning against a window with a neon sign. I suspect that was taken in daylight, and you've edited it to look like it was done at night time. Is that correct? It was taken at nine at night. I'll show you quickly the... Well, it, it was nine. It was still technically it's night time, but it was still really bright. Um, I could have done with going out a few hours later. So this is how bright that like, the raw images are. I mean, if, if I zoom in on her sunglasses, you can see the sky there. It, how it bright it like is! It was still. Just after sunset. Maybe were you in shades as well? Yeah, it was down um, uh, a street of quite high buildings. I so think there was a bit really of shade well, from that. So again, this looks like if I said Blade Runner, uh, that might be a bit cliche it's not a blade runner image it's a dark image where you're drawn to the neon and it looks like the model is illuminated um the model is a bit underexposed but illuminated by the sign and i guess that's the look you were going for i think that works really well and you've got this reflection in the window which is good tell me just talk me through how you edited it if you don't mind Start with the basic image. I can, that's really good. Can that's you really see that? Yeah, so I start with the basic image, import it, use the, the uh, auto white balance. I then bring it in um, and duplicate the layer and then put it back into camera raw and put on a fluorescent light white balance, which gave it sort of bluer hue. And then obviously smooth all the, the get rid of all the stray hairs, um, smooth the skin out, remove myself from her glasses and then put on a glow, extra glow from the light, an additional curves layer, and then above that curves layer, I Let's went back into the curve layer does. So it's very easy for me to see that the curve layer darkens things. No, subtly, I wouldn't say it darkens things massively. Why did you choose to darken things with curves? Easier with curves because it's non-destructive. If you, a lot of people will edit the actual image itself and then 20 steps down the line realize they've made a mistake, they've gone too far back to change it. So with curves, you can obviously just bring it on and off. You can go back into any time and change any of the parameters. 
and if needs be you can do adjustment layers on it like that and just select certain bits to have the curves on it so it's you can do it what you can with curves to the rest like to the whole image but it's a lot more versatile and uh, I think secure safe yeah uh, so after the curves I then uh, copied the background image again and put it back into camera raw and bumped up the clarity and vibrance and then put a uh, adjustment layer on it just to do the hair and, and the I just say what jacket. that's done uh, for those people who can't see the image is that's brought out the color tones on the model's hair and sort of down the shoulder and and down the side would you agree yes and then after that select the neon lights and put yep you made the neons more intense and more noticeable very good and then a color fill layer just to bring it down a bit more put export that into lightroom and i can see you played adjustment. with the curve you played with the tone curve in lightroom you've dropped the vibrance and saturation boosted the clarity and you've dropped highlights and whites raised the shadows and lowered the exposure i would say in lightroom that's in photoshop that's it into lightroom and temperature and tint slightly as well and also um brush tool selected the sign and uh, adjusted the clarity and vibrance on that as well so if you notice it here, obviously I've put on the extra glow in Photoshop and then it's gone in Lightroom. Well, not, it's not gone. It's probably dropped by about 70 it, to 80%. It's a good image. Has the model seen it? Um, she's seen the first one, yes. I've sent her that one. I literally finished these last two just before um, we, well, when we were starting the podcast. I only took them Friday night and then got home from this shoot and it was the blood moon, so I wanted to go out and try and take photos of that. Obviously, with the 50mm lens, it's not really possible. And then yesterday, I was at a German wedding all day. Didn't get a chance. That's also why my voice is a bit, a bit fine, croaky actually. today. I can't tell there's a croak in your voice communicating over VoIP anyway. Um, you sound just, just, just like you normally do, actually. So my critique of the image it's a really good image you wouldn't think it had been taken just about town if i'm sort of giving constructive criticism i think what was unfortunate which you have no control over once you're in the editing stage is the panes of the window you've got this excellent window which gives reflections the, the metal part of the window cut, cuts through the model i think if you'd maybe taken an, an image without the model there, maybe on a tripod, I appreciate that's difficult to do. Could have got rid of that, possibly. Or if you'd re reframed, you could have maybe taken that out in the editing. But I think that, that would it would have been really good without those sort of pains there. But I appreciate on a location you are a bit limited as well. Building itself is it's a very small, um, it's actually a barber's. The whole sign says barber's in the sky. But I thought if the model's there with a sign that says barber's, it wouldn't make no sense. That's why I've just cropped it to the in the sky bit. But it is quite a small building, so it's probably no more than like 12 feet across. So there's not much room to have the model in shot with that, um, that, the, the, the beams going down. In that context of it's a barber's shop, I think you did really well to, to spot that and crop out barber's. It's like you say, oh, it has an air of mystery in the sky, but with was in the sky, it, it wouldn't make sense. So God, Ben's bringing up an image barbers. that's maybe a bit wider. I think, had you taken a picture of that text of barbers in the sky, that itself would have been a very good street photography image. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it's, it's quite a, um, a popular photo location in Hanover. It's in um, the old town, so it's like a very old 
traditional German buildings um, near the bars and you've just got this bright red barbers in the sky sign. I had great difficulty achieving the challenge you set me and I sort of cheated by changing the parameters a bit. I didn't do a green screen because I, I just couldn't get anyone to do that. I tried to black out the background and, and do it that way. And I think you've you've gone out and, and maybe followed a, a, a similar thing. You've you've taken a picture of something or somebody, I should say. You've taken a picture that may, maybe was a little loose with the brief like I've done. And that's not a criticism because, of course, I've done exactly the same. Yeah, I think it's it's good. It's certainly different. And it certainly wasn't what I was expecting. And the end image is is really strong. And maybe for you under 10 photoshop layers is is quite good i don't know one i did um the other day because i'm doing some concept art for a computer game um i think i was up to about 80 or 90 layers at the end anything like that i did some video work you know when you look at you zoom out and you look at the whole you zoom out on the timeline and you look at the whole thing from um start to finish it had so many layers and so many intricacies it it looked like a building and of course, my computer crashed. My computer crashed because, and I, I knew it would. I was under, I had a time pressure to finish this work. It was incredibly complex and it crashed. And I would worry about using Photoshop and having 80 layers because I would know, I'm, I would feel like I was on borrowed, borrowed time and I would be expecting a crash. Does that make sense? It does. I've never had anything like that. I've never had any processing issues with it, no matter how many layers I've got. I think obviously because it's just a a single image that you're building on instead of obviously video where it's gigs and gigs of footage of audio and video which you're expanding on. That's what it's even the short video work on my MacBook. It certainly kicks out a lot of heat when it's trying to run stuff. But with Photoshop, I've never had Photoshop crash. I've never had Lightroom crash actually. I've always been quite impressed with the with the programs. I had it crash when I, because before I was on Mac, I was obviously Windows. I bought myself that Lenovo Yoga idea pad when it was um, on Windows 8. Loved it. Went to 8.1. Hated it. Then went to Windows 10. When I had that, it was just buggy as hell and just kept crashing. Even Lightroom, I could be working on an image and I it crashed three or four times. Windows 10. I, I had to have Vista and I liked Vista, but maybe I was the only person in the world who actually liked Vista. But there we are. Yeah, definitely one of the few. I thought I thought it wasn't bad, actually, and it was certainly a step up from XP, in my opinion. It's probably time for me to give you a score out of 10. I'm going to give you a score out of 10, not for doing the challenge, but for, for the image, and I'm going to give you a 7 out of 10. Irrespective of how sort of loose you've been with street photography, I'm going to give you a 7 out of 10, and I'm going to say you've won it. I do still want to do some green screen work how do you still feel about doing some street photography around your immediate city if i can take pictures of like signs in that then yeah i can do that anytime i mean i go in i go into town every day because i'm uh, studying there unfortunately things don't start getting like nice and vibrant until night but of course we're in the middle of summer night time here is like nine ten o'clock at night when i've got to be going to bed because i'm up early but weekend, certainly, though, if you're going yeah. into town and you're you're walking for 10 minutes, that is the ideal, and you're doing it daily, that is the ideal time to do street photography. In your commute, if you've got 10 minutes, have your camera ready, see something that's interesting on the street, take a picture of it, because that is street photography. Yeah, I'll, And I'll I wouldn't worry about story. just having a 50 millimeter lens. I think that's a fine, fine thing for street photography. What you can do is... 
if you sort of face someone and look like you're going to take their picture, they might be a bit unhappy about that. But if you stand like you're taking a picture of a building and they walk through and you take the picture, they just think, oh, I've ruined your shot. But actually, you were trying to get them in the shot anyway and they've actually made your shot, but they don't realise it. Yeah, if you rock up like a tourist and look like you're taking a picture of a building, someone will walk through and you just take it when they walk through and you go, oh... And take take another one maybe as they walk away, but you don't. They will never know that they featured in your street photography image. And I'm guessing, due to the weather, you're going to struggle with light and shadows, aren't you? It's just going to be very bright. So if there are any alleys where you've got dark, and at the end you've got light, or you've got pools of light, you a, a sort of street photography thing is waiting for someone to walk into a pool of light. That always looks really good. I, but I don't know how possible it is in this weather at the moment. Yeah, I was going to say, we're not, we're not struggling for light at the moment. It's um, not too much of it. I can certainly have a look. Um, I'll have a look tomorrow around the vicinity of where I'll be. And then maybe from Tuesday, I'll start taking it in. Yours is much more accessible to make... do. I've got to find... I did think about doing still life with against a green screen or Lego figures because I just struggled so much to find a model who would do it and it had to be something interesting i thought felt like cosplay something like that and i just could not even for wanting or trying could not find someone who wanted to do it for free as well i, I do i didn't want to pay them either i wanted to do it for free and i think i put out two or three castings as well so i put notices out that i was looking for people to do cosplay and do a like a fantasy style shoot i wasn't getting anyone who was local enough wanted to do it for free had a suitable costume, couldn't get anyone. Strange. Well, lucky for me, this um, the model I used on my uh, street photography and the other one. In fact, I sh- I've got it on screen share. I'll show you one of the other pictures I did of a previous shoot. I'm going to be hopefully doing a lot more work with her, and com- I'm going to be combining practical photography, green screen, and digital painting with some future cosplay shoots. To describe the image I'm seeing. It's um, the same model with a completely different look, more sort of a, a typical Japanese look of a sort of a white skirt, long blonde hair in a forest at sunset with an umbrella. And it, it, it's a very good image. Well done. Thanks. There's, um, well, it's the first shoot I did with my new camera. So this one, this set, there's um, I've got about eight or nine other images to do, but they're going to be like I said, quite heavily photoshopped to the movie. And that wig isn't as wasn't as neat as that when we're doing the shoots. That's taken a lot of time to sort that. out. That would uh, that would annoy me. I know you have to do that sort of thing, but yeah, fine tuning single hairs I'd find quite tedious. Yeah, but I love doing right. it though. So you've won the challenge. You've you've clearly settled into continuing photography in your new home. So well done. I'm still struggling getting Thank a you. cosplay shoot, but there we are. And it is, it is something I'd like to do. And I went along some time ago to like a Comic-Con thing in London. And that, you know, there were great people there. And I just took my small mirrorless camera. And I got some great shots of Iron Man, not the actual Iron Man, but someone who'd made an Iron Man costume and some really good things. I thought, God, if I brought a flash and maybe had an assistant, I could get some really good high speed sync images where the background is black and really make them stand out and pop it was just me but i was happy with what i got but it just seems where where i live maybe isn't the center of cosplay world no it's it's plus you i think the really good cosplayers like that iron man 
well, the, some of the costumes you see, they're not going to be packing in a suitcase and bringing it on a train. It is, it's delicate. No, he, he, he would be flying to the shoots. So I do <laughs> hope to do some more in the future, and 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 hopefully you're going to be um, sort of photographing and documenting and doing shoots and, and giving me a sort of look at what you're getting up to over there. So I'm going to draw this episode to a close. I hope you've um, liked listening to it and I hope you found it useful. Don't forget you can support the podcast um, using Patreon and that is patreon.com forward slash 160 SPP, which is 160 of the second photography podcast. There's also bonus stuff on there and you get early access and you get access to the whole sort of back catalogue. So do consider supporting the podcast on Patreon because it is expensive to run a podcast and there are fees and costs and things which I'm shelling out for. And thank you again to Ben for spending the Sunday afternoon recording a podcast with me. Oh, Ben, before I forget, where where can everyone find your work on the internet? You can look at my shiny new website, uh, benmorehousemedia.com. And I'm also on Instagram with the same name. And I will well, put ben Media in the description of the show to those websites and Instagram. What sort of stuff have you got on your website? Is it um, commercial? Is it personal? Which is not, it's not personal like it's my uh, dear diary. It's my some commercial photography stuff, um, a lot of my own stuff, things I've retouched and edited for other people for examples to show you my abilities um starting doing a blog with um my latest one is four step guide in making your own uh, brushes in photoshop and there's also uh, video links to my youtube page where i do my speed photoshopping so i screen record when i'm doing an image that and sounds great i'm certainly gonna go fast. over and have a look at that a bit later so i'd like to thank ben and i'd like to thank you the listeners and thank you and goodbye